I V M. Hi, I'm Utsav, a behavior researcher by training and a slow traveler by passion. Postcards from Nowhere is a travel podcast where I condense a decade of travel experiences and explore not just the where but also the why and how to travel. My stories emerge from slow traveling the less explored parts of the world: Bosnia and Herzegovina, Armenia, Uzbekistan, and even China. At the end of each story, I give practical tips and new ideas about how to travel better. This week, in the 13th episode of the series Ireland Untraveled, we discover the story of a relic of the past, foghorns. Their colonial connection and a not so secret scientific body, the X club. Nothing was moving. Not even a piece of paper. The trees were pretending to be dead. and the foghorn kept saying the same word all the time you could hear the word very clearly now the same word all the time as if it had only one word to say room 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 we shouted back room the room We walked on towards the harbor and the foghorn kept getting louder and louder. We saw the lighthouse coming closer too and the light coming around every few seconds to point a finger at us through the fog. We were like the last family in Ireland listening to the foghorn saying the same word over and over again until it was hoarse. These lines are from a memoir The Speckled People by Hugo Hamilton. A writer of German Irish heritage, he lives in Dublin. On January 11, 2011, County Mayo in Ireland recorded its most severe winter that registered a staggering low of minus 17.5 degrees Celsius. The commissioners of Irish Lights and Harbour Authorities nationwide decommissioned all foghorns along the Irish coast. This included a prominent foghorn at Dunlowry Harbour's East Pier, the same one. which Hugo Hamilton mentions in his memoir. The decommissioning was a matter of time. The global positioning system or GPS had made foghorns redundant. There was no need to warn ships about rocky coastlines or the presence of other ships. The story of foghorns disappearing from the world is a story of the immutable march of time, but it's also the story of colonialism, ingenuity, and the triumph of the scientific spirit. In 1864, Long before Hugo Hamilton was born, a club consisting of 9 members was formed. It was called the X Club since it committed its members to nothing. In fact, the only rule of the club was to have no rules. But this wasn't a bunch of ragtag individuals. These 9 members were some of the most influential scientific voices of the generation. These included Herbert Spencer, who coined the term survival of the fittest. a phrase often misattributed to Charles Darwin. It was Darwin's publication of his seminal book Origin of Species which actually brought the club together. These men supported the theories of natural selection and wanted scientific discussion free from theological invocations. One of these members was John Tyndall, an Irish physicist. Tyndall was most well known for his discovery of infrared rays and the physical properties of air, which eventually led to the understanding of the greenhouse effect. but a much lesser known contribution of tyndall 
are his experiments to develop the foghorn. In the late 1860s and early 1870s, he wrote an introductory book about the sound propagation in air. He fundamentally changed the way we think about air. In the words of writer Stephen Corner, it went from being an empty space to one populated and full, teeming with waveforms and energies we cannot perceive. They became a vehicle of universal communication. Till then, we thought that the fog muffled sound, as many lighthouse keepers had reported. But it was a misconception, because the lighthouse keepers thought that a visual barrier should also create an oral one. Tyndall discovered that it's the conditions under which fog is formed, the temperature for example, is what impacts sound propagation. All along the coast, he ran hundreds of tests over a period of nine months, and in the end, gave the entire British coast the sound of the foghorn. It came upon lighthouse keepers to maintain these foghorns. Their life was hard enough. Living in isolation high up at the seashore, constantly being battered by gale force winds. They often had to crawl between buildings to prevent being blown off their feet. The wind was such a constant presence that on the rare days when it dropped, they would wake up feeling that something was wrong. The silence was deafening and uncanny. The foghorn became a nuisance for people who lived around the coast. They complained of the constant noise, like the wailing of a sick cow, a melancholic sound devoid of hope. Caroline Woodward, a modern-day lighthouse keeper in Canada, recalls in her memoir Light Years, her conversation with the B&B owner. When the guests complained about the noise of the foghorn, she would tell them that it was the sounds of whales mating. The lighthouse keepers themselves had it much worse. Many of them turned deaf, but not because of the foghorns. In the absence of ear protection, the noise of the engine that ran the foghorn turned them deaf. Wherever ships went, lighthouses and foghorns went. There are fog signals in South Korea, Gibraltar, Morocco, Bulgaria, Taiwan and Chile. Reef lights in Ghana and Sudan still have fog signals. If one follows the foghorns from Europe down the west coast of Africa and round the Horn of Africa, one thing becomes apparent. It mirrors the march of colonialism. Lighthouses were built by colonial powers to aid their movement along the globe. The first genesis of lighthouses was imperial greed and ambition. So as a citizen of the global south, how should one feel about lighthouses and foghorns? Can I really appreciate the beauty of the lighthouse, knowing that it was an unwitting companion in a journey leading to the subjugation of billions? The answer lies with Jennifer Lucy Allen, a music journalist. In 2021, her book, The Foghorn's Lament, The Disappearing Music of the Coast, came out. Which formed? This book formed the research material and inspiration behind this episode. In the book, she asks a unique question. What if we consider the sound of the foghorn as music? What we call music says more about us socially and culturally than it does about the actual sound of that music. What if we discard the ordinary ways of identifying music through qualities like rhythm and melody? In a landscape filled with sounds of crashing waves and Gaelic winds, could the unchanging, completely predictable nature of a foghorn be considered music? Because music is not merely sound, but a feeling. We turn to different types of music to guide us through emotional turmoil, teenage lust and grown-up heartbreak. It walks with us through grief, 
and we turn to it to guide us. Writer John M. Hull, in his book Notes on Blindness, describes how opening his front door to a heavy rain is like a sighted person opening the curtains. The rain paints in an image of the world in sound. To the captain and navigator of a ship, the sound of the foghorn becomes a constant presence. A feeling of safety in a sometimes angry, disorienting ocean. And this is music to everyone, from the smallest boats to the largest ships, offering salvation to anyone at sea, not just to those out to conquer. So maybe it's the same way one needs to look at lighthouses and foghorns? Colonialism has gone away in the literal sense, leaving behind these hallmarks. However, colonialism is like the foghorn in Hugo Hamilton's memoir. It's the last family listening to the same words over and over again until it was hoarse. The effects of colonialism will continue to be seen for generations to come. But as the global south, as Indians, we must let it die. Let the harmless remnants of colonialism become the music that plays to our rise as a people. If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IBM network. You can listen to us on the IBM podcast app or ibmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are at IBM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, I am Utsav Memory on Twitter and YV Travel 42 on Instagram. <laughs>